Welcome to Traveling Oracle, the magical podcast, where we talk energetics, spirituality, and how you can use this etheric knowledge to drastically change, transform, and up-level all areas of your life. Are you ready for the glow up? Let's go. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode. I am chilling, y'all, chilling in front of my window as per usual. It is a lovely yet rainy day in London, and I am so thankful to be inside and cozy. I had a crazy Friday evening, Friday night, went out with some friends, had a good time, and now I'm just chilling. And I don't know why I've been feeling this resistance to uh, recording this particular episode. I was supposed to record this from Tuesday. It is now Saturday. I have waited till the last day of this week (laughs) to record this episode. And I don't know if it's because I know it's hard for me to put into words what happened for me in this last ceremony. So I've been kind of avoiding it, but we're going to face this head on today. Today's episode is about my third and final ayahuasca ceremony. And this ceremony was quite interesting because the first two are in the night, right? And no lights, nothing like that. It's just darkness. And this ceremony is in the morning. So you have the beautiful sunlight. You are able to see clearly. You can see nature shining through. So it's a different vibe when you're doing ayahuasca in that environment versus the night. So before I get deep into it, I want to pull a card for you guys today. So bear with me. Let me get my cards. I would like to invite all the spiritual beings who travel with me for my good to come into this space. Help me to channel the most potent messages for the persons listening right now. Thank you. Let's shuffle. Spirit, what do you want to say to the listeners today? What is the card? What is the card of the day, Spirit? Oh, this one. The Empress reversed. So that's from the tarot. I'm going to take an oracle card as well. Spirit, what do you... Okay, I'm hearing this one. Wow. The inner temple. Devotion. Tune into the portal of your heart. Oh my gosh, this is what has been being downloaded to me for weeks about the inner temple, the worlds that exist in the heart space. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about the Empress first. So I love, I love when this happens, um, the synchronicity of these two cards that came out because the, the Oracle card that came out talks about tuning into the portal of your heart and a part of the message of the Empress reversed is self love. That's the thing that's coming out for you. Spirit wants you guys to focus on achieving a new or a higher level of understanding when it comes to the concept of self love. A lot of you, and I talked about this, if you have not listened to the episode on um, the power, I can't remember if I called it the power of love or unblocking the heart chakra, something like that. 
you need to go and listen to it because everything in your life will shift once you unblock the heart. So many of you have a theoretical understanding of what it means to love yourself. And if you know anything about love, you know that love is not a theoretical principle. Love is action. Love is emotion. You can't just love with words. You have to love with deed. And a lot of you are loving yourself with theoretical understandings, which is doing nothing for you, doing absolutely nothing for you. Think of most of my listeners are women, so I'm going to go this route. Think of the guy who will promise you the world, who will whisper sweet nothings to you daily. Yet when it comes down to it, he has no actions to back his words. You cannot live in a relationship where someone only speaks and does not act. That's what a lot of you are doing to yourselves. Oh, and I'm also hearing the reason a lot of you are attracting the type of men you're attracting is because the world is mirroring to you the way you treat yourself. Oh, what a word. The world is mirroring to you through these terrible uh, relationship partners, the relationship that you have with yourself, the way you neglect yourself, the way you talk a good talk of having self-love and appreciating yourself, yet you have no actions to back that. You don't give yourself the compassion you give to others. You don't give yourself the time you need to to work on your body, to eat healthy, to prepare the healthy meals, to read the books for self-development, to learn that skill that you really want to learn. You don't give yourself the time of day. And that's why you're attracting people who reflect that right back to you. And so if you want that to shift in your life, if you want those relationships to shift in your life, you first have to shift your relationship with yourself. What a word, spirit. I did not see that come in. Okay. I'm going to go to the oracle card now. Inner temple. It says devotion. Tune into the portals of your heart. Almost every person listening to this, in some way, shape, or form, is missing the power of the heart chakra. Some people have tuned into it um, a lot stronger than others, but... I keep feeling that for each and every one of you, there's a different type of block. Some people, their blocks are bigger. Some people are, their blocks are smaller and they're almost there. But I keep hearing that just blocked heart chakras everywhere. And I mentioned in the heart chakra episode that I'm going to be doing a a container for unblocking the heart chakra. I'm going to, I haven't gotten to it yet, guys, because there's so much happening. But I'm going to link below in the show notes the wait list for that because that is a missing piece for so many of you because so many of you cannot feel true love so many of you don't even know what love is you mix it up with desire the whole world is on this trip that love is intense desire and it's not desire is desire and love is love there's so many of you who 
there's nothing growing in your life, nothing blossoming in your life because you are missing the ultimate energy that grows and transforms things in your life, which is the energy of the heart chakra, which is the energy of love. Nothing grows without love, nothing. And so once you unblock the heart chakra, it's literally like you're able to step through a portal where the things that you desire, once you desire them from your heart and not your head, that's the key. Anything you desire with your heart, once your heart chakra is unblocked, will blossom, will grow. Your word becomes deed. If you want it with your heart, it materializes in the physical. That's the power of the heart chakra. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to do like a follow-up episode on that. But I'm going to leave that there, guys. I'm going to leave that there so we can get into the meat of the matter of this episode. So this ceremony was a lighter version of the first two ceremonies. One, because I almost didn't do the third ceremony because I just felt like I had had enough. I felt like I had had too much. And I was like, I'm not doing the third. I don't need any more. But when the third day rolled around, I was like, okay, I told her, listen, I'm going to take a small portion, very small portion. And it's interesting because she explained to me that even though she offers small, medium, and large, she doesn't measure out exactly what small, medium, and large is. You request a small, and she asks spirit to stop her hand at which version of small is right for this person. And when it came time for me to uh, get my portion, the portion that came out, it was the tiniest little bit. I almost burst out laughing at how small it was. Because like she explained, ayahuasca knows exactly what you can handle. And I could not handle much more. My energetic capacity was at its brink because it felt like ayahuasca channeled so much energy through my body. And I I even heard her say during one of the ceremonies, Akil, I am increasing your energetic capacity to receive and to hold. And I don't know if, if you think about the concept of increasing something's capacity, it means stretching its boundaries. It means pushing against those boundaries to increase the space that it can hold that's a painful process that's a painful process and I had gone through two versions of that I could not take much more and ayahuasca knew it so only like a few drips came out and I was like thank you because (laughs) I cannot handle much more so I took uh the bit that came out for me and it was a much easier experience. Now, I don't know if it's because a lot of the things that I was fighting with was cleared out, because especially in that first ceremony, I know that the work she was doing was to was unblocking a lot of things in my energetic body that was blocked, unlocking a lot of emotions I had stored, because I remember as it started, I was holding my throat. I kept holding my throat and kind of like scraping up my throat because it felt like my throat was tight and I kept saying, oh my God, my throat, my throat. And what flashed in front of my mind when that was happening was I need to release 
my throat chakra. I need to speak my truth. There were a lot of things that were holding me back from speaking my truth, whether it was about my family, whether it was about the community that I grew up in, not feeling like I can say the things I want to say because it might get back to them or they might feel a way about it. Just there were so many emotional things tying my throat down. And and ayahuasca was like, listen, we're going to clear all that shit out. And so I was scraping up my throat. I was rubbing my throat. I was like, oh my God, my throat, my throat, my throat, my throat. Once that was clear, my hand kept touching my body and the self-love thing came up and she cleared all those blockages where I didn't love myself. She cl- So there was a lot of emotional clearing. I think because I've had hours of that emotional clearing, this third ceremony was just peaceful. It was just light and easy. It felt like a very, very extremely transcendental meditation. And so I laid there with my blindfold on, my eye patch thingy that I still can't find the name of (laughs) on, and it just kind of rocked me into, again, another space where I just felt at one with myself. I felt at peace with myself. There was no fight. There was no struggle. Um, And then I took it off and I went outside in nature. And that's when the goddess frequencies appeared. Now, I mentioned previously that the facilitator throughout the ceremony sings Icaros, different songs um, that bring you on a different journey. And I didn't realize this during the ceremony, but after when we were talking about it, she mentioned that a lot of the songs that she was singing, because what comes to you in spirit is very influenced by the land you're standing on. And places like Bali is very holy, very ancient, very sacred land. Like the people's ancestors are buried on this land. People have been offering offerings for thousands of years. Blood has been shed. Um, families have been grown, happiness has been cultivated, like it's very ancient, sacred land. And so that energy influences um, whatever you do when it comes to the spiritual realm while you're standing on that land. And so she was talking about the fact that even though she has specific Icarus that she sings, when she's in Bali, a lot of mantras come through because Bali is a land of uh, Hinduism. So mantras for Ganesha will come through. Mantras for Saraswati will come through. Mantras for Shiva will come through. For uh, Krishna will come through. And what was coming through for her on that day was tons of goddess mantras. And again, I didn't know that during the ceremony. But while she's singing, because she's singing in a different language, right? None of this stuff is English. Maybe one or two was English, but everything else was either Yoruba or um, Spanish or the indigenous languages of the Amazons that I don't really know what they're called. Um, or Hindu or Urdu or some of them might have been Sanskrit, but forget that part. I don't know if they were Sanskrit. Definitely um, some of the Hindu languages were there. But while she was singing, she'll start singing a song. And again, remember I told you my hands are continuously doing mudras. I would start doing a certain mudra and then I would hear a voice say, this is Lakshmi. And I'm like, wait, Lakshmi, the goddess of success and abundance and good luck and fortunes. 
And I'm like, I would hear, this is Lakshmi. And then downloads will start coming. And my hands would do specific mudras for that. And I would hear that I am being blessed by Lakshmi. I would hear la 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 la, like all these things about Lakshmi. Then she'll start singing another song. And then that frequency goes away. And then I heard Oshun come through. This is Oshun. And I would hear, Oshun is a goddess of, it's a, I think she's a Yoruba goddess. But she deals with abundance, but not just through luck, like Lakshmi. She deals with abundance through building something. She deals with abundance through getting back to work. Like, hey, let's build this. Let's give you the drive to do this. Let's give you the the ambition to do this. Let's get up and work and blessings will be showered on you is her frequency. The other thing that came through was Ganesha. The remover of obstacles came through powerfully as well. And again... What I found very interesting was not knowing which one she was singing. Well, I wouldn't know the Ganesha one because the Ganesha mantras have his name in it. But not knowing the, the Icaros that she was singing, yet my body was doing the mudras for those specific deities. That was quite interesting because I looked up some of the mudras afterwards and some of them are heavily associated with one goddess over the other. And... Every time I heard a specific name, this, the right mudra for that name is what was forming with my hands. So that was quite an interesting experience. I love when things happen for me. And then when I research, I see the synchronicities because it means that I did not have this knowledge prior. My brain wasn't the one that influenced this action. This action happened without me knowing what it was. And so what was downloaded for me when all those frequencies of the goddesses were coming through, I was shown how to use this because there are two schools of thought with this. There's a school of thought that says these are actual goddesses, like actual deities that come and bless you or come and uh remove the veil from your eyes to see certain things that they master the other school of thought is that these are not actual uh deities but these are frequencies that exist in creation that you can channel through by calling the name of that frequency which would be for instance lakshmi by calling the name of that frequency you can pull towards you everything that that frequency embodies which one of those schools of thought is true? I'm unsure, but to me also, it's inconsequential. What matters is that it works. That's how I see things. Even when people talk about crystals, they're like, you really believe that some rocks have energy? I'm like, I don't really care whether or not it's true. All I need to know is that when I use it, it works for me. If it works for me, I don't care whether it's actually true that there's energy in there or if it's a placebo of my mind. The point is when I use them, placebo or truth, it works for me, right? So, and I might lean towards the frequency just because, you know, quantum physics is catching up to the fact that even the most solid material or the, the most solid thing in physical reality is made up of light and light patterns. When you break it all the way down to atoms and electrons, everything is literally frequency, light, and frequency and light molded into energetic pattern and so even before i get into how it was downloaded for me 
or how the information was sent to me and how to use these frequencies of these goddesses, I want to point out just to help some people wrap their minds around this concept of frequencies that can assist you. If you think about the fact that some days you wake up happy and it's just this happy energy, that's the frequency or the energy of happiness. Yet tomorrow you may wake up feeling sad and not feel like you want to do anything. That's that frequency of sadness and just needing to be alone. Like that's an energy switch. That's not something palpable you can touch. It's a certain frequency. And that might've been impacted by some events that happened before, or it might've been impacted by a dream, or it might've been impacted by something coming up in your subconscious. But whatever it is, it's a frequency. Think about how you might have a lot of work to do today and you get up and you don't feel like doing any work. But the minute you sit down to do the work, you start doing the work, your energy shifts and you're in it and you just start feeling like doing the work. You're like, all right, yeah, let's go. That's because you've shifted your frequency. Once you started to do the work, the energy of work takes over and you can feel the shift. Like, oh yeah, I don't feel like, I didn't feel like doing anything this morning. But once I started to do the work, everything just kicked in and I just, I was going. It's the same thing about like, if you go to a regular nine to five, like when you wake up, you're like, ugh. I don't even know if I can function today. But once you get to work, even though you might still hate it, you see everyone around you working, you see your workstation, and then you just get, all right, let's do this, let's do this. And your energy shifts and you're in go mode. That's the concept of tuning into certain energies to help you go. And even like the workplace example, once you step into work, your energy shifts because If you do a certain activity in a certain place over and over and over and over and over, that physical location starts to develop the frequency of the thing you do in it over and over and over. That's why when you step into work, whether or not you want to be there, you start to get into a groove. And before you know it, three hours pass and you're like, oh my God, is it lunchtime already? You were engrossed in work. You were riding that frequency of work that's present in that space. If you work from home and you work at a specific spot in your home, you might be in another location, but once you go and sit in that spot, the frequency you've generated of work starts to take over. And again, you get in your flow, you get in your groove, you're syncing yourself with that frequency. And so that's a little uh, explanation to help you understand how frequencies work. Another way you can look at it is... For instance, if you are going out on a date, let's say a guy prepares a nice place for you, like you go in and he has the lights down, dim, and nice music playing, candles around, some roses on the table. He shifted the energy in that space. And so when you walk in, you feel the energy of romance. You feel the energy of love and appreciation. That's another example of shifting the frequency. So doing things in the physical world to shift the frequency to what you want. Make sense? So how it's been revealed to me that you can use these frequencies is to first research these goddesses. I mentioned a few of them. There's Lakshmi, uh, there's Oshun, there's Saraswati, there's a whole bunch of goddesses around the world in different religions. There is, well, Ganesha is not a goddess, but Ganesha is another frequency that's really helpful for you because he's a remover of obstacles. Just understand what each of these goddesses or goddess frequencies 
embody and then you can match it to your life and see where you need that frequency for instance if you're starting uh if you're starting a project you can call on the frequency of Ganesha to remove all the obstacles from the path of that project. And when it talks about removing all the obstacles, it doesn't mean there will be nothing ever wrong. It means those things that might kill the project are removed. Those things that might make the project not work in the way you want it to work, like little nuisances that might push the project over budget or increase the scope too much and you can't afford it. Like those things that might threaten the project completely removed you will have the little obstacles that will help you to make the project better or to push you in a different direction uh so you can achieve the outcome you actually want but the overarching things that would kill the project or kill your drive to really push through with the project gone i would i wanted to um i'm gonna share with you an experience that i had with uh the ganesha energy ganesha came through powerfully in the ceremony and i heard him say that i can call in him anytime call in his frequency anytime to help me remove things and on my way from bali i was in the plane about to land in london and i always have issues at london immigration because my passport is kind of ambiguous so it says british passport cayman islands yet i'm not fully british yet i can work and walk into england without them stopping me but i'm still not british so anytime my passport shows up it's always like a while because they have to go check this because no one really knows what it <laughs> what the rules are so they have to go check and i have to stand there forever and so I could see London because we're going to land in a few minutes and that thought came back to me of the issues I always have at immigration and all of a sudden I heard the mantra for Ganesha playing in my mind. Like I heard it in the back of my mind playing. I was like, oh, why is the Ganesha mantra playing? Then I heard it get louder and it then became clear to me my because i was super connected in that space just coming out of the ceremony my soul knew that there are issues that are ahead of me that needs to be removed for me to go through smoothly and so that 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 mantra started playing then i started to like consciously sing it consciously singing 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 and i saw in my mind as i was singing like this white energy move through immigration and just i just saw it clearing 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 and so we landed and I prepared myself to go through immigration. Y'all, I kid you not, I walked straight through. There was not even a line. I walked into immigration and I walked out in under two minutes. I have never never gone through immigration that quickly even if i don't have issues there's normally a line you have to wait it takes at least half an hour the quickest maybe 20 25 minutes i walked through in under two minutes i walked straight through the woman took my passport looked at me stamped it and sent me through i was flabbergasted flabbergasted then i said uh-huh I understand now. I understand how to use this frequency. And so now for me, anytime I'm starting a project, I chant the Ganesha mantra or I play the Ganesha mantra on YouTube while I'm working. Um, anytime there's 
I, there's something that I might know is going to be a bit difficult, I chant the Ganesha mantra. Uh, or even at the beginning of the month, the first of me, I chanted the Ganesha mantra and I watched the energy. Like I pictured the calendar showing the month of me and I saw the energy sweep through the calendar and remove any obstacles that are not necessary for my growth remove them all so that's an example of how you can use these frequencies you can understand what the frequencies can do for you then figure out where in your life you can apply them and chant the mantras so for instance oshun when it comes to building and being in charge and channeling abundance through work through building something Oh, that's a powerful one for you to chant at the beginning of your projects, during your projects. Just play it all the time. I find that when I have, I call it no ambition, when you know I know I need to do something, but I don't feel like getting up and doing any work today. I don't feel like getting up and doing this podcast. If when I wake up, I play the Oshun mantras in about 10 minutes, my energy shifts and I am ready to go. I want to do the thing that I just said I didn't want to do. So that, that energy gives you this motivation to get up and build. It gives you this motivation to be this boss babe who's ready to get her work done, who's ready to build her empire. So that's the concept of this understanding what these frequencies build and while i'm talking about goddesses if you're a guy here or you uh identify more with the masculine energy there are frequencies that you can use as i mentioned there's ganesha there's shiva there's all these other things that you can also tune into the frequency of there's jesus that's another frequency that really really aligns you with the energy of love because christ consciousness is love consciousness so that's something you can tune into if you're trying to unblock your heart chakra like jesus was one of the most powerful beings behind and when i say beings i see jesus as god some people don't based on their religion but Jesus was one of the most powerful beings or gods behind the love consciousness. So if you're someone who is struggling with self-love, struggling with any type of love, tuning into the energy of Jesus, asking and praying to Jesus is something that will unblock that heart chakra powerfully. Another one that is really, really, really powerful for love is Krishna. Krishna talks a lot about that love consciousness and is really embodying that energy of love. So I hope you're seeing the way you can work with these energies, whether you believe they are God or you believe they're just a frequency, immaterial. They can help you regardless of what you believe about it. All you have to do is identify which one holds the energy that you're trying to bring into your life, look up their mantra, play their mantra and sing along. Play their mantra and sing along. And that will tune your body, tune your soul, tune your energy to the frequency of that thing that they have that you want. 
tune your body. And once you tune your body and you tune your frequency to that energy, you're able to draw that thing into physical reality. Some would say it's not necessarily that you're drawing it into physical reality. It's that you're shifting to the reality that embodies more of that thing. But again, immaterial to me, as long as it happens. Feel me? Good. Well, guys, I think that is it for the last of my ayahuasca ceremonies. I am curious to know if you found anything helpful in these uh, recounts of these ceremonies. Um, feel free to message me on Instagram. Send me an email if you have any questions that you want answered or if you just have some comments about the things that I'm talking about. I love to hear from you guys. And... Where am I going to go from here? I think my next episode is going to be on the age of Aquarius. Downloads for that has been coming through for me and I need to get it out because I have this habit of hoarding information where things are downloaded to me and I write them down and that's just where they stay. And so I'm being prompted now to share my information uh, as freely as I get it. So the next episode, guys, you do not want to miss it. It is about the age of Aquarius that we're entering. We've we've ended the age of Pisces and we're moving into a new age. And the things that are about to happen for us as, as a race, as human beings... Oh, it's about to be crazy. Some things are about to be unlocked. Um, the advancements that we are about to to develop, it's about to be crazy, y'all. It's a crazy time to be alive. Anyway, my loves, I'm going to leave you here. And I wish you the best weekend. Remember to embody the spirit of love. Remember to love yourself. Remember, I love you. <laughs>